0: I don't know if I want another bite or hug you. Oh. Hello. Thanks for joining us up here. This is Views from the Balcony. My name is Jake, and alongside me in podcasts and life, Haley. <laughs>
1: Hi there. I'm Haley.
0: This is our new podcast documenting our adventures with the show MasterChef. We thought ten seasons would be the right amount for a show to have before it gets a podcast. And what a season to start with. MasterChef Legends.
1: MasterChef Legends showcases culinary geniuses that fans know and love. Artists like Emeril, who comes out first, Paula Dean Morimoto, Courageist, Stone, and Grant from the show Chef's Table off of Netflix.
0: For the first couple episodes, since we don't start doing challenges, we decided to start by giving awards. Once all 15 aprons have been awarded, we'll make full season predictions. But before we dive into the awards, let's do a quick recap of the episode. Season 11 of MasterChef. Big shoes to fill after season 10, which I believe I heard a couple times throughout the season was the biggest one ever.
1: I don't know where you got that idea.
0: (laughs) We have Gordon driving down the coastline introducing the season and because of course he is.
1: Okay, well he's super cool on Instagram on the TikTok. He's doing all these dances. He's got all of his tight shirts. His hair is cool. His wrinkles are slowly going away which is questionable. But he has to look hip. He has to live up to his online persona.
0: That's true. When you're at this stage of your life you know, your kids are embarrassed. You've got a lot to hold up. You've been on TV for a long time.
1: He just had a kid, like, two years ago.
0: Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) We then find out the big twist to the season. There's only 15 aprons to be given out. The competition is fierce. Our first cook-off is between two nameless contestants, these poor folks. Bummer. A cowboy and a girl in a dress with flowers on it. The cowboy presents the first fish of the night, which is kind of a theme. Fish? Yeah. There's a lot of fish dishes.
1: Well, it's hard to do anything else in 45 minutes.
0: That's true. He presents an ahi tuna on a cauliflower puree, and then the girl in the dress presents a bourbon-glazed salmon with a rice pilaf. The salmon was raw, and the pilaf just wasn't good enough.
1: How basic are those dishes, though? Come on.
0: It's a signature dish. The bourbon...
1: Yo, yeah, bourbon makes everything better. But also, haven't you heard of a bourbon, glazed salmon, and a rice pilaf like 10 years ago? <laughs> Let's get with the times here.
0: Let's be real 10 years ago, I was still just microwaving food.
1: You did that. Saptioning. Yeah,
0: still did yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we get our first solid burn of the episode to the cowboy. Joe starts out saying. This tuna could be served in a restaurant. Ooh. And we're thinking, here we go. But the big twist, it would be in an airport.
1: Ooh.
0: I'm guessing it doesn't mean like a nice airport. It's probably the one you like fly into if you go to Haver, Montana.
1: They don't, have an air- they don't have a restaurant. I was just there.
0: You were just there. I was just there. But no that's exactly my but point. that's what I would get. That's President the tuna. Gordon
1: quickly comes to the defense by saying both him and Emerald have restaurants in airports.
0: Yeah. Joe does twist it to kind of take a shot at those two as well. Apparently, Joe's too good.
1: Joe's a little bitter right now, and I'm not quite sure why.
0: (laughs) Next up, we have Alejandro from Havana, (laughs) Cuba. He tells us his mom won a visa lottery to be able to come to the U.S., and he's hoping her luck kind of carries through and he can win his own lottery here. He cooks up a pan-seared lamb chop on a parsnip puree.
1: Okay, but so his energy's great. Yeah. Just like the other two, haven't we had this type of dish before? This is season 11. This is supposed to be legends. This is supposed to be something creative. They're supposed to be outstanding. And yet, it's something. It's basic. You're basic.
0: <laughs> that was devastating. It was devastating. I, I can't know. believe you went there for I first love episode. Alejandro, We're like but the you're first, basic. first five minutes in, and you're just leveling this you're kind of basic. criticism. Haley, Haley. Sorry. Anyway, the judges don't agree <laughs> with you. I know. I actually, I am more on your side on this. A oh, parsnip I'm puree, kidding. just give me mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just pumped to get that apron, though.
1: He's carried
0: it on. He's ready American to go. Dream. We're going the American Dream. <laughs> the next battle, a classic fight: Jennifer versus Kaylin. Mom versus
1: daughter.
0: Ugh. Yoga instructor versus spin, destructor. Yeah. spin instructor.
1: They're from, like, North Dakota. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're from
0: California. <laughs> right where you'd expect. Ah. Surely one of these two will make it, though. You can't show a family and have one of them miss. Do you remember, it was a f- couple seasons back, there was, like, a f- husband and wife.
1: Yes. And, yeah, they were facing off against yeah. each other. They both made it.
0: I thought only one did.
1: They both made it at first. I think the one got eliminated after uh, a little bit. And okay. Then the other. We'll
0: we'll so mark whatever. this as a fact check to fact come check. back to. We were we're only on well, we've been rewatching, we're on season three right now, so our memory is kind of foggy and mm. it made it all the more jarring to see the aging on Joe and Gramsci in this episode.
1: Oof da. Ten years really sneaks up on you, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> it sure does. But anyway, with their dishes. Jennifer, the mom, just didn't season her fish very well. It just sucks. Kaylin, the daughter, didn't cook her lava cakes through.
1: Also sucks. They warned her about that. They warned her. She had 45 minutes. You should be able to make a little tiny cake in 45 minutes.
0: (laughs) Both of them get sent home. As they should. Mother and daughter gone. Bye. Next up, we have Matt, the construction worker, who, as we're watching, you can see has... No concern for safety.
1: He doesn't have any goggles on in any of the construction work he's doing. He's using a saw. He's up on a ladder doing some kind of hammering of a screw, probably. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Is he a construction worker? Or is it something else? Is he a stripper? And they just don't want to say that because it's a family show.
0: It's a family show. so They, they make the, the
1: swearing, so you know.
0: That's true. There was swearing. Yeah. So we've got Matt the... Stripper slash construction worker, who Also yeah. has no
1: concern for his child. Safety. Again, const- just kidding.
0: The construction he is doing is definitely like what you'd see a like twenty year old girl doing, right? Like maybe because he she hasn't... wanted
1: to do her DIY projects or something. Yes, exactly. Because
0: <laughs> he, without the goggles, he should have like an eye injury or a finger missing or something. But
1: maybe that's something that'll come out later.
0: Ooh, it could be
1: backstory development.
0: But then we do see that safety just isn't part of his life. He has his daughter just kind of chilling on the counter there, probably sharp knives everywhere, and he's just like, "Kick your legs up! I need something out of that drawer." Watch out! But then we do—we also see maybe, maybe he just doesn't like her. I mean, he says if be. he wins, her college or
1: or he can open a restaurant, his own restaurant. So is he putting himself first or his kid first? Maybe he's holding out for that the. the- College will be free for all in the U.S. by the time she's old enough. One can dream.
0: That's the dream. <laughs> That's the, the dream. The dream. <laughs> and just to be clear, we're joking. He he loves his child. He loves I'm sure. His child. I'm he sure. He takes
1: wonderful care of her. She's healthy. She's happy. She loves him.
0: He brought her. She's there with her dad supporting him. It was great to see. Great to see. He whips up an egg yolk ravioli.
1: Is it an egg yolk though? Because I swear I saw an entire egg in there.
0: It could be the entire egg ravioli, which we had raviolis for dinner and there was no egg anywhere near that.
1: They were frozen raviolis. (laughs) (laughs) Woo!
0: He tops them with fried leeks, Eh. which ooh, that's a hit for us, I'll tell you what. Although the judges not a fan of the fried leeks. They didn't bring the
1: They had the crunchiness and
0: they They said it didn't bring what they thought it would. They were disappointed in the leeks and it made me disappointed because fried onions or fried leeks are some of my favorite food that we make.
1: Yeah. Fried
0: food. And then he also makes a homemade ricotta, which I don't know. I didn't know that was like a homemade dish.
1: We have a little box in the cupboard where we can make homemade ricotta. (laughs) Oh, do we? We do. Is that
0: a wedding present from
1: 2017? It could be. (laughs)
0: Thank you to whoever got it for us. It, Thank you. It was very well appreciated. Good we to use. It was, yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I don't know. For some reason when they said homemade ricotta, it was to me like, that just comes from the store. How do you, I don't know. Do you I,
1: think it's something that you, like, had in the pantry? Or is this one of those things where they brought things from home? Do you remember a couple seasons ago where they were, like, cleaning uh, their own things and they were allowed to bring things from home? Like infused jams or whiskeys or whatever?
0: I do remember, but... Yeah, I don't think that's the case here, because I remember Gordon or someone asking if he made the ricotta and then saying, like, 45 minutes. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: Right, so, I don't know. So he actually did it in
1: 45 minutes. Yeah,
0: that's going to be a research topic for me, is to figure out how... how... do you
1: make ricotta? Yeah,
0: I think you just, like, buy cottage cheese and then blend it. I don't know. (gasps)
1: Blend it in a blender.
0: Anyway, judge-wise, Gordon did not think it was of the legendary qualification But the other three judges did award him an apron. It's
1: kind of different, because Gordon seems to agree with the guest judge, whoever that may be at whatever time in the past. But today, him and Emerald disagreed.
0: Right. And again, three yeses gets the apron. Three out of four wins. Where'd you hear that? I heard it a couple times. I think traditionally it was two out of three. Mm Mm-hmm. So a little harder used to only be, you only needed like 66% of the vote. Now you need 75%. That's,
1: that's math
0: right there. Season 11, it's bigger, better, tougher. Next up, we have Autumn.
1: Do we ever trust anyone who has the name of a season? No.
0: Autumn and summers, get out of here. Get out of here. Your name winter or spring? No. Talk to your parents. I'm sorry.
1: That was a suggested baby name for us for a while.
0: It wasn't happening. (laughs) Autumn is a 27-year-old bartender from Boston.
1: Is she 27, though? Is she really from Boston? Is she, like, 45, and is she just trying to be from Boston because she wants to be all Italian?
0: Our first mystery of the season.
1: How do we even know if these people are real?
0: I just hope that she sticks around long enough for us to find out. Oh, really? I do. I wonder if she'll get an apron. Let's find out. Ah. She whips together a banana miso cake. That is too sugary, but it's good enough for her to get an apron. I don't have a whole lot to say about her as of now. I mean, she's she's a lot.
1: She's a lot. Much like her cake, she's a lot.
0: That's good, yes. Her comment on the cake was, it's a lot, and she's a lot. Mm. And I'm sure we'll be seeing plenty of her in the next couple episodes at least, once they finally get the whole crew together.
1: Yeah, I can see that happening.
0: Yeah. The next, quote, battle we see is between Elise and Miles. And that was just kind of interesting on this, where the editing choices of when there was, like, people up against each other, or just, like, Alejandro was cooking alone. But then as it went on, you could see, like, the mom and daughter in the background of this battle cooking. And so then you realize there's, like, four or five chefs cooking at once. So I just wonder how they chose to like use two chefs versus one, or make it a battle, or say their names.
1: It seems like if it's more of like a almost like a sob story, then it's singular. mm -hmm. Whereas if they just have a pretty traditional background, it's versus versus. Great more drama. Yeah,
0: traditional background like Miles, a YouTube gamer,
1: very traditional
0: from Frisco, Texas, which not. it's probably not real. No. Let's be real. It's like no. San Francisco. It's not real. It's, come on. Anyway, Miles makes a Miles-style chicken fried rice. Ew. Yeah. Joe doesn't like it. He says no. Gordon and Emeril agree that it's good enough to make it on to MasterChef and say yes. But Aron, sensing a little lack of drama in the episode...
1: Well, when has he ever been able to, like... At his own drama. He's not the most dramatic guy. Doesn't really yell a lot. Just does his little prairie hands thing. You know. Yeah, if he, he has an opportunity, he should go for it.
0: And he takes it here. So, Aron says, I can't decide. I need to take one more bite before I make this decision. Get
1: this funky-looking rice.
0: And he takes this chicken-fried rice that isn't chicken-fried rice, apparently.
1: No, it looks more like a... Um... A tuna
0: cake, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, he takes his bite, thinks about it. He says, you know what? It's good enough. And then the judges give, I think, what's the most sage advice of the entire episode. Mm -hmm. And they don't say, don't name a dish after yourself. But they do say, to be careful when you do. That got me thinking, you know, if you are going to name a dish about yourself, what would that be, Haley? Yeah. If there was a dish named after you, what would it be?
1: Named after me.
0: Yeah, like, um, you know, like a Haley style mac and cheese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I cook most nights around here, around our household, and whenever I tend to make It's more like a a bowl of some kind. You call it a Haley Special. So I feel like, as lame as it is, a Haley Special would just be something of a rainbow color palette with a rice type thing. Rice or chickpeas or any type of thing. All in a little bowl that I can stir together and it's like a rainbow.
0: Are we topping this with like the the cranberries? cranberries? Oh!
1: Cranberries, butternut squash, Maybe some peas thrown in there if we're feeling crazy. This is a classic Hayley Special. Have fried leeks on top.
0: Oh, let's fry them up and make sure they got that flavor. That's a good one. I like that one. What about you? It would probably just be a Jake cake.
1: A Jake cake? Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it yeah. rhymes. It's uh-huh. classic. Yeah. I don't,
1: you have a cake you just make all the time.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but I just like whip up a cake, you know. Jake cake and present it.
1: Would it be in the shape S- of a snake?
0: Oh, now we're thinking. <laughs> I think that we gotta... There's still some workshopping we do. I probably should take Wait, that advice that. to heart. I'm gonna take the advice to heart. Yeah. It's not ready yet. Then we have... Elise's up and she bakes a Jake cake. Nah. Yeah. Nah, it's a red velvet cake. And looking at this thing, it just... Like, all of a sudden I just had a sweet tooth. I wanted sweets really bad. Mm. And then... It provided us in the judging with I think what were the two funniest parts of the episode. <laughs> Gordon sees it, it looks beautiful, but then he notices the raspberry is upside down and he needs to flip this raspberry before you can eat the cake.
1: Why would you put the raspberry you know a raspberry shape? You know, it's got a hole on one side from where this the one where it was growing from. Why would you put that facing up? Like, you're supposed to stick your pinky Uh, in it and just, like, put it in your mouth? No.
0: That's how I eat black olives, so I actually...
1: No! Um. (laughs) If you're trying to... You're on MasterChef Legends, and you're putting a raspberry upside down, presented in front of four of the biggest names in the culinary world, what are you thinking?
0: I'm glad that you just explained that, because watching it, hearing it, I was thinking, like, which way is an upside-down raspberry? Ah! I just forgot the shape, the hole, in it makes sense. You're right. You, yep. it, A silly mistake. She just wasn't paying attention to detail, and that could cost her going forward.
1: you got to be careful.
0: But I, the judges loved it. They did. Elise got her apron.
1: After they flipped raspberry.
0: After they flipped the raspberry. We hope that doesn't come back to bite her later.
1: I feel like it'll come up at least
0: once. <laughs> She's gonna, her thing for the whole season is gonna be something's upside down on the cake. Oh, They're no. gonna make a pineapple upside down cake, but no. <laughs> the whole cake will be wrong. Oh, she gets it. um, home, <laughs> it'll be her doom. It's a
1: good one.
0: The final contestant of the episode is Sue, a thirty-year-old food blogger living in Houston, but is originally from Burma, a country that's close to Taiwan.
1: Burma, as we're all well aware is was made familiar to me as a child from the movie the king and i a cartoon came out in 1999 classic from when we were growing up and there is a handmaiden of sorts who does not want to get sent back to burma so she cannot be seen um rendezvousing with the prince uh we know that burma was a bad place according to this cartoon in the 1800s so if we ever have to time travel backwards We know to avoid that. But, highly recommend it. It's a great movie to make your husband watch with you when he's never seen it before. As well as Tutu, Tutu, Bang, Bang. Also a good
0: one. Those are terrifying recommendations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they shape a personality, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) You know what? Just do it. Watch the movies. Call it good. Mm. Keep everyone happy.
1: Your back pocket
0: there you go chew
1: on that for a while
0: she makes a classic burmese shrimp coconut curry noodle soup and it wows the judges
1: yeah you know i did notice was that her presentation was great initially but when it shot back to it like so the initial color of everything was you know beautiful orange got pops of green pops of red some white noodles in there when one pops back after they had all tried a bite, it turned almost gray, which I thought was interesting. But then I I wasn't sure if that was just because of the screen, or if it was something else. But apparently the flavor was there.
0: Or just the mixing? Yeah, I don't yeah, know.
1: Just the mixing of everything.
0: The judges are wowed. Emerald. Emerald. He, I swear, I thought he was coming. He was going to come with a bam or something. Because he said, I don't say this often. He this says is... bam often. Well, okay, but not to every food, right? It's yeah. one of cooking. And that's the only catchphrase I know of his. And so he's saying, I don't say this often. I don't say this about a lot of food. And then the statement that he says is, it, it's a food of love. Which I found out is a special thing for him to say. And it's a nice thing to say. You yes. love to cook with love. Yes. But I just didn't realize it was so... Rare or special for emerald to say that. It's not like the um, Paul Hollywood handshake, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows about that.
1: That's true. I didn't Maybe know this because one. because it's so rare and so profound that he hardly ever doles it out.
0: That's true. And but to be fair, I'm not like Matt earlier in the episode who calls emerald his sh- hero. Yeah. I didn't true. really. I I think I was too young or just missed the cooking shows back then. So, honestly, I know about Emeril, don't know a whole lot about him, though. Mm. So, maybe it is something. I don't know. Anyway, that's enough on the side tangent of the food of love statement. <laughs> Joe calls it a profound immersion into Burmese cuisine.
1: What a compliment from Joe!
0: It is. He's he's one way or the other, right?
1: He is. Such an extreme. He's never really in the middle. He
0: gets, like, yeah, really wordy and, like, he was just back in the back room reading a thesaurus before he came out. Or he's, like, <laughs> airport food. It sucks. It, and that's his, like, two modes. Gordon calls it the best best dish all night. And then, Utteron must have just said something like, what yeah, they said.
1: Same. Yeah,
0: <laughs> those guys are right, because they just kind of skipped over him. She gets her apron, runs out, gives her husband a big hug. They're crying. All of a sudden, my house got kind of dirty. My eyes were watering. I don't know if the air is dry, if it's summer allergies. I don't know. It
1: must be allergies. It's weird how that happens sometimes with you. Just, you know, like like the opening sequence of Up, or that little scene.
0: Or okay, well, that's an unfair shot.
1: Inside Out with Bing Bong, that little thing. Or the Lava Disney short. Or when you think about, like, how cool I am. Or, like, your dogs or your baby. Things like that. It's really weird. Anyway.
0: I don't think men should be afraid of dust.
1: Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That's great.
0: Anyway, we find out that Chef Aaron didn't have anything to say, probably because his mouth was full of shrimp.
1: He was being a shrimp hog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The chefs at the end, after she gets her apron, are all back there just... Just ragging on air her own for eating all the shrimp he in ate the an dish. He
1: entire shrimp and there was only two. And now Gordon and Emeril have to share one.
0: <laughs> Which I think this is in strong competition for their other comedic moments of the episode. They really saved all the fun parts for last.
1: Yes. I. Lo- you can really see. You know, they've been judges together for a while. And as Aron takes the shrimp away, Gordon hits it. He says, what's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like... like Old college friends hanging out, and you take the last piece of pizza without asking or something. (laughs) Oh, man. What an episode that was. Mm, Indeed. I think it's time for us to get to the awards we mentioned back at the start about 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So we'll do this for the first few episodes, however long it takes to give out all 15 aprons. We're six deep. We'll go through the list at the end of the episode. Um, And then again, after we get to 15, we'll kind of sum it up and try to maybe narrow it down between the two or three people we've picked throughout these starting episodes. For sure. Great. So our first award is we're just going to keep it a personal favorite, who we thought was the most fun for whatever reason. Haley, why don't you get us started?
1: Well, I was a big fan of Alejandro, whereas I didn't love... Yeah, the lack of creativity in his dish. I love the personality. I love his backstory. Loved his family support. His girlfriend, wife, fiance, what, whatever. Um, was super excited for him. He seems like a very genuine guy who's just really wants to showcase what he can do. And he wants to do the best that he can. Which I think is admirable. Personal favorite.
0: It was a good one. My personal favorite award goes to Sue.
1: Sue.
0: Sue... Same thing, a cool backstory from like a third world country was like, she kinda has a weird relationship with cooking where it was like she was forced to do it, but then came for grad school to the US and then missed everyone so wanted to cook, and now she's a food blogger and she's just whipping up these dishes, she has a great supporting cast and crew, she calls her dad and you can just hear the pride in his voice as she tells him she made it. and. She made the best dish of the night, which does factor in a little bit to this, but I just think going forward, she was really fun, and I hope to see a lot more of Sue. Our second award is going to be our winner pick from the people that were in this episode. Haley, who is going to win season 11 MasterChef Legends?
1: Okay, well... I was, I was thinking about this as the episode went on you know and I was I'm kind of torn between Elise and between Sue because well I, I struggle with both because Elise made a dessert and desserts are very finicky and they're very particular and it's good when you can make a, a dessert and pull it off but can she do savory
0: she happy? says yes
1: she says yes but how well do we know her and trust her we don't and then you've got Sue who is great at her Burmese roots. She understands her cuisine and you know Burmese is in Asia, so she's got all those other countries to draw from for inspiration and everything. But is that is she kind of like a one-trick pony in that sense? Is that all she can do? I don't really know. I feel like they're both strong and they're both they both have positive Aspects to them, but I struggle with finding a winner between the two. So that's where I'm leaving it. Make a pick. Nope.
0: (laughs) My pick, firmly from this episode. Firmly. From this episode. Okay. Is Matt. As long as, there's a caveat here, as long as he doesn't injure himself to the point he's out of the competition. (laughs) We're going to have to get him some... PPE, some personal protective equipment.
1: Oh, thank you for that. had yeah, to. Mr. Safety Manager.
0: Safety person. Warden. Safety, Safety Warden. Safety Warden. Was the official position. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right, so what's your reasoning with Matt?
0: It's all about vibes on this. I don't know. Oh, okay. I think he just whipped up something classic. Mm-hmm. Again, not special. hmm Just whipped something up. Oh, it's a special. You're right. It was the egg yolk. Ravioli. He went complicated first. Did pretty good. Yeah. I just think... If you can start with that, you got a lot to build off. Um, but really, it does come down to—it was just like a feeling. Sue, my personal favorite. The front runner almost never wins. That's true. The Lakers were favored to win, and they got blown out two games in a row just this week. Ooh, bummer. Sorry, LeBron. Ooh. But I, Sue, it looks too obvious. Yeah.
1: If you get the favorite dish first episode, I don't think you're going to be able to keep that going the entire time. It's a long season.
0: It's a long season.
1: How are you going to keep that momentum up?
0: 15 aprons. The best of the best.
1: 15 aprons.
0: Our next award, we've gone with two positives. hmm Let's bring it down a little. Yeah. We're going to give the problem contestant award. Yes. Now, this is just someone who people probably don't get along with. Yep. Maybe fight a little bit with. It's the one where, you know, if they ask who's going to win, the person will say, not them.
1: Yep. For me, it's Autumn.
0: You think she's going to cause trouble?
1: I think she's going to cause trouble. Maybe it's because of the Boston roots, and I associate everyone from Boston that cause fights and yell at each other from their Italian restaurants across the street or what have you. But she just seems like drama-centered, really... Not very focused on doing the best that she can. Interesting. She seems like an issue. She seems like, I don't know, a mean girl, almost. High school mean girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Similar reasons. I'm actually going miles on this one. Mm-hmm. Um Gamer's notoriously toxic. Mm. I don't know about him. I have not checked out his YouTube channel yet. Probably I'm not going to get there. Is. Yeah, what games is Miles playing? He has. Bad hair. I don't know. Does he do video? Because his hair is. He does Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto? Yep.
1: You look at that hair. And he dressed up. That's his dressed up outfit, was that sweater. Okay, so. And those gray skinny jeans?
0: I think we're going one way or the other. Grand Theft Auto, he's like going as violent and Mm -hmm. gross as you come. Or it's like he's. Now he just got Pokemon Snap and he's out there taking pictures of Squirtles. (laughs) (laughs) Either one, I don't know. I. Mm -hmm. Gamers, toxic. He's a little, he, the Miles style, I think he's going to rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that, yeah, people are just going to be fighting with him.
1: Cool. I can see
0: it. Next, let's bring this back up. <laughs> That's enough toxicity. It's Oof. hurting. Oof. Oof. We're going to say toward the end of the season, usually like top eight-ish, a couple people usually get a job offer from one of the chefs. Mm-hmm. So who do you see getting a job offer and who is gonna give it to them?
1: Okay, well, I was thinking Matt. You know, if you remember Matt made the egg yolk ravioli and Joe was really impressed with the pasta and the ravioli in it of itself. And when you've got that right off the bat from Joe, that confidence in you, you gotta know that down the line he's gonna remember that guy can make pasta. That guy can do this. I'm going to be able to count on him in one of my restaurants and he's going to offer him a job.
0: Good. So I'm going Sue because I don't think she wins, but I think she makes it far. Mm-hmm. And based on like her background, all the different types of flavor she's bringing, I think that fits well with Chef Eron Sanchez's ah. restaurants. And so she's going to be able to bring this diverse flavor Out to wherever he wants her to go. Mm -hmm. She's going to get her job, and she's going to be so thrilled to be off the blogs, because blogs also died like seven years ago. Yeah, for real. So it'll be nice. She'll have some income. She'll be able to hang out with her husband, call her dad all the time, maybe send some food, bring him over.
1: Here's a question. Do you think that any of the legends are going to offer jobs to any of the contestants?
0: Oh, so like... Someone's going to get, like, Curtis Stone, they're going to go work in a beach restaurant in Australia. Yeah. Who? I don't see it, because I don't think they'll have the, like, historical
1: uh, sure, 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 sure.
0: knowledge of all the different flavors. They only have one dish to go off of, and I don't know if that's enough of an audition for them to...
1: Yeah, I wonder if it'll make that big of an impact, if they'll be able to say, this is what I can do all on a plate.
0: Yeah. It- Something it could, think about. it could, could happen. Different. I don't see it happening.
1: Okay.
0: Our final award. Mhm. Let's bring it back down. <laughs> We're getting too nice. Who gave you the worst vibes?
1: Miles, obviously. He sucks. He's a gamer. He's a YouTube gamer or what? I don't know. Video gamer. He's got terrible hair. He <laughs> sounds
0: so old. He's like a video gamer. plays the the tendos
1: letter U-T-U-B-E is that how (laughs) you spell it? he sucks okay he's got the bad bad vibes you said that he was going to be a problem and I totally agree with you there but I also think he's going to be a problem with the judges because he seems like he's too on his high horse he seems like he's just going to fight with people and you know say oh well I know everything there's always one every season you know and he just sucks I don't like him
0: I had trouble with this one because, like, worst vibe, I I just wasn't sure where to go. When we're sitting here talking, you know what? As a safety warden, Matt, worst vibe, wear where, <laughs> where your goggles. Where are your goggles, Just man? put them on. It's the easiest thing to do. You have to have a few. You were doing only home projects. You weren't on the site anywhere. It's something that I don't do as much as I should at home, but, like, I also don't call myself a construction worker. Let's just, let's demonstrate safety. Let's bring safety home with us. We should all work on that a little bit.
1: Safety is key.
0: LJ, I hope you're listening. I've taken a lot of lessons to heart from you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Same sex, kids. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that wraps up our awards for episode one Uh of season 11 of MasterChef Uh Legends. Looks like episode 2 we get chef Curtis Stone joining us. Yeah. It should be fun to bring some of those Australian vibes um, to the show. That- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a shrimp on the barbie perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope that everyone it has a good week and is able to join us back here up on the balcony to watch another episode.
1: What a great view we've got.
0: It's great up here.
1: Can't wait to see more. It's
0: nice to be safe. <laughs>